The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. It's a tough market and everyone could use a little coaching. My next guest knows that very well. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. My guest, my next guest needs no introduction. It's uh, Kenneth Travis. He's founder and a coach with Next Level LO. Kenneth, thanks for joining me. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. It's uh, exciting to be here with you guys, man. So not only are you a coach, you're still uh, an originator as well. So you know as well as anyone what the market is like out there. I guess just starting there, I mean, how would you describe where we are right now in the housing market? In the housing market? That's a good question. Um, I think it depends on where you're at, you know, what part of the country you're in. I think there are some pockets of stability and there's some pockets that aren't doing so well, you know, just depending on where you live. But overall, I think that, you know, as the market, as rates have gone up that we've seen over the last year, I think a lot of us are hopeful that it's going to get better, right? But I always say, man, hope's not a strategy, right? And even some of the best, you know, analysts that are out there has got the 2022 market wrong. And so I think it's fair to say, you know, they take as much data as they can from the, you know, the different job reports, the CFI report, all the, all the things and tools that are out there for them to make the best informed decision possible. I personally believe from the research and data I've done, I think we're going to see the market get better. We're going to see rates come down substantially. I think uh, we're going to you know, have less of the margin compression that we've seen uh, in 2022. And I think that uh, I don't think it gets any worse from here. You know, I think it's just going to be onward and upward in a positive direction. Certainly, I'm sure a lot of people in this industry would would hope that that's the case, that yeah. things get better, obviously. Uh, slow down after a booming couple of years. As a coach, just like in sports, I'm sure in uh, origination as well, people can slip into bad habits when it's easy, when there's a lot of origination. You don't really have to focus on some of the finer things that help you close a loan in tough markets. As you're coaching some of your clients, do you find that there's some consistent things that even experienced originators have been getting away from that maybe they need to get back to in a market like this? Absolutely. I call it the basics. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> basics. Uh, I think it's been low-hanging fruit for a lot of people for a long time. And to your point, it's uh, virtually if, if you had a heartbeat, you could you know get loans and originate them with little to no effort. And I think in the market that we have today, you actually have to climb the tree now to get that fruit. There's going to be you know, a requirement of work that has to be done. I think we're in the year of conversion. I think conversion is going to be very important to a lot of loan officers' success in 2023. And going out there, when I say get back to the basics, it's meeting with your real estate partners. It's meeting with your consumer partner. It's database management, right? There's a lot of social media strategies and tactics when it comes to being the mayor, digital mayor of your town and letting everyone know what you do. And most importantly, I think leading with education is going to be hugely important for a lot of originators' success. And when I say leading with education, market updates, um, you know, things that, that, that they're offering, the you know, loan programs and things that are out there available to us and to the real estate agents. Um, I think the non-QM market has taken off 
you know, largely. And although, you know, that's not a huge percentage of some people's business, it's a small percentage. It's great bait and information to give, you know, some of your local realtors. And, and also education of, of potential customers, I would imagine, showing them that I'm an expert you can come to to understand a market that has shifted on you. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, every originator really should have, you know, some sort of an elevator you know, pitch to, you know, what they offer, what they're good at, what they do. You know, for my team and I, you know, we like to promote that we help first-time home buyers purchase homes with little to no money down, even if they have less than perfect credit. And that's all encompassing to a large audience of people if you really break that down. And so I think you find out what you're good at, what your market is. Uh, if you're in a market where there's a high, very high loans, uh, loan amounts and, um, you know, Self-employment loans, maybe you focus on jumbo loans or, you know, other, you know, maybe bank statement loans or some non-QM products. So just think you should focus on what, you know, what you want to do and be clear about it and have that clarity so you can, you know, be a resource in your community, you know, not only for the consumers, but for your real estate partners as well. And if you're trying to reconnect with a realtor or another revenue source that maybe you've lost contact with because the last couple of years were just, as you said, all you needed was a heartbeat and the, right. the refis were pouring in. Is there something you should be doing to reestablish that relationship or does it not matter? Hey, I, I used to work with you and you're great. It doesn't really matter. We know what this is. It's a professional business arrangement. Yeah. I think that networking is a, it's just a huge part of our, of our industry. I think that, you know, when I think of realtor relationships that maybe have, you know, what I've known, I've been doing this for 20 years. They go and they come back. They go and they come back. It's an ebb and flow. And I know a lot of originators, man, especially in 2020, you know, the, the half of 2020 and all of 2021 quit reaching out to those, you know, referral partners. And the relationship was somewhat lost in communication. But what it really was is it was lost in an abundance of business and, you know, when, when you have all of this business, all of your focus became about operations and, you know, getting as many loans originated and closed as you could. And literally zero, almost zero marketing was required. Right. right. And if, you know, if it's flowing that way, why would you, you know. There's no need to change. Right. Yeah, there's no reason to, to spend that, you know. It was more important to originators to spend that time on the operations and getting the deals closed than what it was, you know, creating relationships for new business because they didn't have you know, they had more business than they knew what to do with. You know, they had more business than they could handle a lot of them. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. So... And I think you had some great advice at the session you just had here at New England Mortgage Expo, uh, where you're talking about setting boundaries for yourself, even in some of those referrals. And you brought up a, a realtor, real estate agent that you decided you didn't want to partner with. Talk to me about that mm -hmm. and understanding what you want for yourself when you're trying to establish these relationships. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's important to really understand who your ideal realtor partner is. There's so many realtors out there. Like in my market, there's 1,200 realtors in my market. It's not a lot, but, you know, someone in the, you know, in our class said they had 80,000 in their, in their town. Wow. I thought, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. <laughs> but even out of 1,200, I couldn't help all of those realtors if I had all of their business anyway. So I'm really looking at more, not, not a shotgun approach, but a sniper looking through a scope, targeting 
the real estate agents that align with me really well in the type of business that I do. So if I'm doing a lot of government loans, uh, FHA, VA, USDA, some conventional, those are the types of agents that I want to, you know, that are closing those types of loans in a particular, you know, sales price or loan amount and really look for them. And then there's other, you know, interpersonal communications that I like to look at in a person to see if, uh, if they're going to be a good fit or not. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a good fit for a realtor. Not every realtor is a good fit for me. Uh, and I, and I did, I, I like to, I like to share a story of a realtor who, you know, I was trying to determine if we were going to, you know, be working together. And I come to find out that they wanted me to be available seven days a week, right? 24 hours a day, 365 days in a year. Mm -hmm. And when he called, I had to answer that phone. Well, man, I don't know about you, but I take a shower. I got to go to the bathroom from time to time. I'm changing. Like there are just moments I sleep, you know, mm -hmm. that I'm not going to be able to do that. And it was just an unrealistic expectation. And uh, those are the type of agents that I just don't want to work with. Doesn't mean that you can't. It's just my preference. And I think it's important to align with people that, that uh, align with, with your beliefs and your business goals and look at us as partners, not just, you know, another transaction or just another originator. And, and, you know, striking sort of a work-life -like balance. And one of the things, when I called you to set up this interview, your mm -hmm. voicemail says, on Sundays, it's for my family and my faith. Yeah. Probably a warning, don't expect a, a callback. Talk to me a little bit more about striking a work-life balance and the importance of, if that's something that's important to you, taking whether it's Sunday or there's a day of the week that I'm not available, making that known upfront when you're talking with whether it's realtors or borrowers so they know what the expectations are and they're not surprised. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's it. It's setting expectations and it's communicating and providing clarity for people that, you know, uh, that you're working with, whether they're a real estate agent, referral partner, maybe a consumer. It's just letting people know. I think that the work-life balance is important because I think a lot of our loan officers in this industry, they're either working 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week and they, they're not present with their family, their spouse doesn't know who they are, you know, and they just, it's it's not good, you know? And a lot of a lot of originators, you know, are out there now, I think we're in a season of, you know, oh no, oh no, what am I gonna do next? Because there's not, you know, that abundance of business and people are having to get back to the basics and do those things. And so, I, you know, I don't wanna talk out of both sides of my mouth, but to some degree, there are seasons where you're going to work 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week to get back to where you need to be. And I think that it's okay temporarily, but it's not, you know, sustainable long-term. And so you really have to, it's a balance, right? And so, and we go through these seasons, I believe. And I think that we're in a season where we're grinding. Uh, we need to stay focused. We need to simplify. Um, and we need to create relationships um, and good referral sources and educate our consumer market, educate our real estate market. Leading with education is, you know, one of the most important things I think we can do in 2023. And do you find in a market like this, it's easier or harder to have a work-life balance? Because obviously when the phone's off the hook, you can feel busy, but it's also easier to be like, you know what, I'm going to go spend some time with my kids and they can call someone else. Cause when I come back on Monday, that phone's going to be ringing again. Or is it harder now where it's slow and I have to spend time making yep. those relationships and finding my next loan because it's not just walking in the door. That's it. Yeah. You've got to spend more time, you know, even if it's on the weekend to grind and sharpen the ax and get better and, and create those opportunities and, and, you know, waiting, if you, you know, if, if I get a call on Saturday, I'm more than likely calling it back Saturday, you know, it doesn't interrupt my day too much, but uh, it's very rare that, you know, that even happens because I've 
communicated clearly. I've set up expectations and a lot of my realtor referral partners know how to, you know, get what they need, whether it's a pre-qualification, we have processes and systems and things in place that where I can still operate over the weekend without physically having to participate. Absolutely. So and that's a whole nother strategy in itself. So <laughs> absolutely. And that yeah. one sometimes is the hardest one, that maybe. Is. Yeah, it's very trickery sometimes, you know. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta really put those those things in place and and that's where when I say sharpen your axe, that's what I mean. I mean really, you know, being able to still work and, and people have access to you even when you're you know, work, not working or your sleep or in the shower or whatever, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Kenneth, thanks so much for joining us. Hey man, I appreciate it. Thanks. The Originator Connect Network, the nation's largest producer of mortgage events, is about fostering a community founded on professionalism, collaboration, and personal and professional growth, connecting you to the story of your success. Welcome back. Here are your headlines for today, January 13th. Two major lenders beat analyst expectations with their fourth quarter earnings. J.P. Morgan Chase reported just over $11 billion in net income for the fourth quarter. Bank of America earned $7 billion for the same period. But the news wasn't so good for Wells Fargo. The $2.9 billion in net income is roughly half what it reported in the fourth quarter of 2022. The earnings report comes just days after the company announced it's ending its correspondent lending operation. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.